Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your hosts and personal coaches that'll show you how to bankroll your mind. Lawrence Pipkin and Rich Perry. Join Lawrence and Rich weekly as they interview the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, everybody, welcome to the Change Book Radio Show. I'm Rich Perry, and I'm joined, as always, by the man himself with the greatest hair in Texas, Lawrence Pipkin. Lawrence, how are we doing today, my friend? Doing awesome, Rich. You know, I look forward to this every week because I never know what little snippet you're going to throw in there before my <laughs> name. So it's, always, I, I want it's like people- Christmas every Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> And we're getting ready for the holidays. So there we go. And we've got a phenomenal show lined up today. And our guest is going to be Carolyn J. Rivera, who is found in book 11 of the Change Book series. Carolyn's chapter is called, Are You Nearsighted or Farsighted in Your Personal Vision? A little bit about Carolyn real quick. She's a speaker author, and leadership trainer for over 30 years. She was a contestant on the hit reality TV show Survivor Season 30, Worlds Apart, where she finished in second place. Carolyn works with individuals and organizations faced with challenges today. Her passion is working with people to overcome obstacles, and she shares the tactics that ignite your will to win. And we're pleased to welcome Carolyn to the radio show. Carolyn, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And Carolyn, you are in warm Orlando, Florida. Is that correct? I am. It is warm Orlando, Florida. Very, very excited. Yes. No snow. (laughs) <laughs> Excellent. Well, we've got snow here in Pennsylvania. What about you in Texas, Lawrence? You guys got any yet? Oh, it's a blistering cold, 54 degrees and windy. So, you know, we're all snuggled up. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carolyn, it's 60 you degrees are here, and I'm snuggled up. <laughs> that's, well, that's cold for you. <laughs> it is. So, Carolyn, you are in book 11 of the change book series. And like I said before, your chapter is, are you nearsighted or farsighted in your personal, personal vision? And for the listeners that maybe haven't had a chance to purchase the book yet, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your chapter, please. Sure. You know, um, I think as you begin to think about where you want to go and what you want to do in life, Everything starts with a vision, and I really focus the chapter on the steps necessary to create a vision and then how to kind of communicate and and begin the implementation process of that vision. Many times people are, they start thinking about things, but 
nobody realizes how difficult it is to really create a well thought out vision. And so, you know, I think as you begin to plan your journey and, and plan where you want to go with your life, um, it all starts with a vision. Of course. And I love how you break it down into five simple steps. Um, what is it about creating a vision that, that you find people get hung up on or are they thinking too big? Is it a clarity issue? Like what are some struggles that you're finding because you've been in the business for 30 years as a leadership trainer and um, working with organizations or companies like bigger companies, what, what are some of the struggles that you're finding and how do you help people to overcome those struggles and gain that ability to create that vision? Can you go on to a little detail about that for us? Absolutely. I think um, one of the biggest challenges is that people really lack a fully formed idea. You know, they kind of have a something in their mind and they don't really know how to articulate it effectively. Or it is um, a, a partial vision and it doesn't really give enough detail so that people can you know, feel emotionally attached to it, to really identify with it and really understand kind of what it means. I've worked with so many leaders and organizations and I'll be sitting around the table and we'll go through a visioning exercise and everyone thinks they're on the same page, but I'll stop and say, okay, well, you know what? Let's go around and talk through what the vision of the company is. And I'll talk to five different people and get five different answers. And that's when you realize that it's not very clear. Nobody really understands where we're at. Nobody's on the same page. And until you can make that vision so clear to not only you, but to everyone else in the room, it's very difficult to achieve. The other thing that you really have to think about is what excites you and what motivates you. Are you going to be emotionally attached to the vision? If you're not, you're not going to make it happen. You're not going to take the steps to really put into action what it takes to make it happen. So, you know, the five focus areas, the five steps that I outline is really developing your vision, defining the vision and the expected outcomes, visualizing the success of your end game, communicating the vision with passion and energy, and building a movement of inspired implementers. Those are the five steps to really creating a vision. Mm -hmm. And do you find, I, I think you were starting to say this before, but I just want clarity for our listeners. Do you find that a lot of people are more or less like haphazardly throwing wishes to the wind and they're not taking the time to develop it? Is it like a, attention thing that people aren't really sitting down to focus their thoughts and put them down on paper as to creating this vision? Like what, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing or that you, you see with your clients um, with why they're not like taking the time or is it just like an overwhelming thing? Like, or like immediate I gratification 
Well, it's kind of a little bit of all three of those things that you've outlined. The first is that a lot of people don't spend enough time really focusing on what what they're all about. What is the purpose uh, and and passion for for the company or or their individual purpose and passion for creating this vision? So they, they don't really spend enough time really focusing in on it. Sometimes I find when they do even spend some time focusing in on it, they don't get specific enough. They don't really identify kind of what the end game is. They don't identify where they want to be. They don't look or, or visualize kind of what it means success look like. How do you know that you've achieved it? So they don't really spend enough time really going through all of those things. And the third thing is um, really outlining um, specifically enough where it is so clear to them in their minds that they can communicate it effectively to others. So some people mm-hmm. even have a vision, they know what they want, but it is very difficult for them to communicate it effectively to others. So if they, if they need others to get on board, if you're in an organization and you need to you know, create this, this picture for everybody else, and you have a difficult time communicating it effectively, then people perceive things in different ways. And, and you could find that people are going down one path that's not the path that you expect. So those are some of the challenges that I've seen. Excellent, excellent. Lawrence, do you want to hop in here? you have any questions for Carolyn? Oh, silent. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I really enjoyed your chapter. I I found that it, uh, it mirrors a lot of what Rich and I are trying to do. And one of the things that I, when you were talking about vision and developing your vision and defining the vision along with the expected outcome, I think one of the things, and, and tell me if you've experienced this, is that people tend to focus only on the outcome but not the steps. And I suspect that when you were writing your chapter and you were talking about diving in, you said in your mind, high step hand up, head back, knees to chest. You can probably still recite that, can't you? Absolutely. You know, and you actually put in your mind those clear steps of what it's going to take to get you into the water, you know, the way you need to. It's the same thing. Those bite-sized chunks and putting things into those, you know, step-by-step approach um, really helps to get you where you want to be because there are, so many twists and turns that could happen along the way and outlining those ahead of time is so important to, you know, getting to the expected outcome. 100%. I think that, I think I, I feel that a lot of people will go just to the end and then they don't know themselves well enough with what they can handle and what they actually need to do action wise to actually even get to that end goal. So the more you know yourself, when you, when you were saying develop your vision, to me it was saying know exactly what you can handle. Know exactly what you can do if you can't handle it. Know exactly what you need to do for the next step because then nothing is a surprise. Nothing drags you off course. Is, is that somewhat accurate? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And um, it even – it even takes you to, you might not have all the skills that you need to achieve your vision today, 
But if you develop things into those bite-sized chunks, you know what you need to personally develop to get there. So you're going to spend a little time developing this aspect. You know, you're going to spend a little time developing this aspect so that when you have all of those pieces together, it doesn't mean that, you know, you can create something and achieve it on day one. That's not what a vision is. A vision is something that, you know, is not easily attainable, but it's achievable at some point. And it's personally motivating for you so that you want to continue to do it. If you don't have all three of those aspects in line, then achieving your vision is going to be that much more difficult. Very true. And I think that a lot of people believe that as unique as we are always told we are, people seem to act like they're an off-the-shelf product. Mm -hmm. And you have to be that customized product to do the things that you want to do. So when you're talking about aligning your core values, and after you mentioned this Harvard Business Review, I went and read it. And Mm -hmm. we talked about core values and purpose and, and putting those things into your vision, because again, without a why, then it's never going to happen anyway. You know, it's going to get too hard or it's going to be not the right flavor of the month. And having those values and those visions at that core level give you the ability to then implement or find people to support you. And I, could you speak a little bit about, and maybe we can bring in some of your survivor stuff here, about the environment around you that can either aid or hinder that part of your goal that you see as your outcome? Absolutely. You know, um, I talk a little bit about building a movement, a movement of inspired implementers. And what I mean there is by really selecting the right people to help you to achieve your goals. Um, there are going to be people in life that are not going to see the same vision as you. And those are the people that are going to be the naysayers. Those are the people that are going to tell you all the reasons why You can't do what you want to do. If you surround yourself by those types of people, the chances of you achieving your vision are slim to none. You have to surround yourself with those people that can see what you see and who believe in what you believe in because those are the people that that are going to help you to define those bite-sized chunks those activities, those actions, those tactics that are going to help you to take you where you want to be. When I was on the show Survivor, you know, and Survivor's, it, it, it's a little bit different because you're, you're, you're out there trying to make and build relationships with people, but at the same time, at some point within the game, you have to vote them out and, and, and kind of backstab them in a way that, that you would never do in real life, you know, because that's the game. You have to get to the end, and the only way to get to the end is by voting out people that you were tied to within the game. So it is a little bit different there, but, but the concept is still the same, selecting the right people. If you align yourself with the wrong people in the game, you're going to be voted out pretty quickly, and it's the same in life. If you align yourself with the wrong people that are not going to see what you see, they're not going to help you to achieve your vision. So that's, that's kind of what I was um, talking about. 
when I, when I talk about building a movement of inspired implementers. And I think that's interesting because a lot of people, I know as an outsider watching something like Survivor, uh, you know, we all imagine what we would do in the situation. But mm-hmm. it's at such a temporal level that because we don't have everything invested in it, we have a really jaded and shallow view of what's actually going on. And, and of course, you know, you don't see the, the whole of everything. Everything is edited or whatever. But right. at that same level, I think people tend to treat their lives that way as well. They look and they say, you know what, I want to be where that person is, yet they don't want to go into the deep end of the pool to see what to they have there. to do to get there. Yeah. So how do you react when you have I mean, with, with clients that are looking for leadership and purpose, it, it might be a little different, but then you also have those people who they just want to play at leadership or they just want to play at development and creating something bigger than themselves. What are some of the things that you do with your clients? I think um, you, have to, you have to find out from your clients how vested they are in achieving their goals. Um, and if they're not that vested, you have to get them. You have to get them there, <laughs> or you have to, or you have to change the goal to where they they will be 100% invested. Because the bottom line is, and this is what I always say to to people: Are you willing to do whatever it takes to get to achieve your goal? And you have to ask yourself that question. You also have to ask yourself, if I don't achieve my vision, how will it affect me? And the answers to those questions tell me whether or not they're in their vision or if we have to dig a little bit deeper into what their true vision is. Those two questions are the most critical questions because it it really tells me how important this vision is to them. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and so, and I'll let Rich jump in, but this has happened over two days, so I want to mention it because the universe is telling me to. <laughs> You're talking about Cartesian logic, about, um, you know, that way to structure things in such a useful way of thinking that wouldn't lead us to an outcome unless we had gone down that path. For example, you know, you ask your people, well, you know, what would happen if you did this? They have an answer. But then if you ask right. them the converse, what wouldn't happen if you did? Or even the non-mirror image reverse of, well, what wouldn't happen if you didn't do it? So that they can really become clear on what their path is. And and I, that just rings so true for me when you say that because so Many people out there, they have an idea, but they're not aligning their thinking with the power that could get them that type of life. Is that something that you see? Absolutely. I mean, think about, um, I I mean, I just think about what, what I've done in my life in terms of just trying out for Survivor, for example. It it didn't take me one time to try out for Survivor and get on the show. Although some people, that does happen, and it is uh, a miracle. 
But there are hundreds of thousands of people that apply for the show every year. Well, it took me four years and probably nine different no's before I got the yes. And, you know, how invested was I in getting on the show? Well, I've been watching the show since season one in the year 2000 when I said to my family, I'm going to be on that show one day. And when my son got into college, I started applying. And four years later, I got on the show. So it is, you know, how important was it? How important is it to you going forward? What would happen if you didn't get on? You know, how would you feel? You have to ask yourself all those questions to see whether or not it's important enough for you to continue down the path of, you know, accepting a no or, you know, getting that rejection. How many times are you going to do it? You know, think about a baseball player. They strike out seven out of ten times and they're a Hall of Famer. You know, if you can't take the no's, um, you're not going to get that successful in life. You know, it's, it's how important it is to you. Absolutely. And one of the things that, and I, and I know this is where you're going with this. One of the words that uh, stuck out at me in that particular paragraph of your chapter, when you're talking about being on Survivor, was the word determination. And, you know, you said it before, it took you four years and like nine different rejections to finally get on the show. And I know that we've discussed this multiple times throughout different episodes, but a lot of people, they have that, the iceberg, you know, the the Mm -hmm. iceberg of success, the iceberg theory, where they only see what's at the top. Oh, this person, I'm just finding out about this person. So they must've done it all in one shot and they're an overnight success. And a lot of times people, there is no such thing as an overnight success. I mean, there might be some, you know, instances where someone just gets a good break, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work. There's a lot of trials. There's a lot of no's that go into it. Uh, You yourself being on Survivor, and I'm sure your family can attest to the fact that you had to make, you know, multiple videos, and uh, I'm sure there were – tons of applications and uh, I don't, I don't even want to guess at the enrollment process or application mm-hmm. process. I'm sure it was not a simple matter of sending in a tweet and hoping for the best. I'm sure it was a lot of, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was time consuming. I can only imagine. And to be driven and determined, like you said, to do this for four years until you finally got your yes, how many people out there are willing to do that, to invest mm-hmm. in themselves and just keep going through and doing it and doing it and doing it and repeating it until you're finally standing on the mountaintop of where you want to be. Um, so I, I give you credit as far as being that determined person. Do you have any particular insights that you want to share in, on in that regard or any strategies that you used any ways to reprogram the mind or develop that mindset of a champion to just 
keep pushing yourself. What was it that got you through nine rejections in four years to finally be there? Tell us. You know, it's funny because um, I got a call back every year, but I didn't get to the finals, right? So you're so close and you can feel things happening. I would make a video and as soon as I completed the video, I would think about the next video. You know, it would just it was just the process of continuous improvement in my mind. It was like, "Oh my god, okay, wait. In the next video I could do this." And then I would think about, you know, all the things that I didn't include in this video and, "Oh my god, I have to include them in in, in the next one." It's just constantly thinking about you know, what, what's changing? What, what, what's your angle? How do you need to position yourself differently? How do you need to position yourself as the number one? So it's just constantly thinking about the end game. You know, what do you need to do? Even when I, I would be in my car, I mean, I was a little crazy, I'm not going to lie. And I would be thinking <laughs> what I was going to say at the final tribal council. You know, I envisioned myself sitting at the final tribal council. And, I mean, the stars aligned and, and I was sitting at the final tribal council. So those are just, you just have to picture yourself there. I mean, I think if you, if you, if you talk to Olympians, they see themselves on the podium with the gold medal around their neck. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't be training for 15 years for that one event. You know what I mean? So it's that kind of, you, you literally have to picture yourself in the end game where you want it to be. What is it that, that it's going to look like? Now, I saw myself with the million-dollar check, but okay, so I was one, one, <laughs> one thing off. But, uh, you know, I think that's, that's, that's what you have to do. And and you said it yourself. There's no magic wand. There's no fairy dust. It takes hard work. It takes determination. It takes, you know, the never give up attitude. And that's, you know, my motto is ignite your will to win. What is it going to take you to ignite your will to win? And it's different with, within each of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Carolyn, tell us what's on the horizon for 2017. We know where you came from. Where are you going in the new year? What can we look forward to? Any projects, programs, what's coming? So, uh, yes, the new year is going to be very exciting. In 2017, I will have um, my an, another, my book. Uh, I'm writing a book um, that will have kind of, you know, this is just one chapter. So the vision is kind of step one. And then my book will have uh, the rest of kind of my leadership strategies and tactics. Mm-hmm. I also will be having an elite training program offering in 2017 and a um, MP3 series that's that that'll be coming out in 2017 as well. Awesome. And I'm sure that everyone can find out about the upcoming book, your leadership trainings, the MP3 
uh, training, like the like a tank uh, at home course. Um, they can find that on yes. your website, right? CarolynJRivera.com. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Excellent. And go ahead and shout out your other social media handles. Where else can people find you aside from your website? Once again, we want to shout that out. It's www.CarolynJRivera.com. And you can find that link right here in the show notes. But Carolyn, go ahead and shout out your social media handles for people to connect with you there. Yes. On Facebook, it's uh, Carolyn Rivera. On LinkedIn, uh, again, it's Carolyn Rivera without the J. Um, And on Twitter, um, okay, so my handle on the Survivor Show was uh, they called me Mama C. So my Twitter handle is Mama C underscore one four. Right on. Awesome. Lawrence, do you have anything else for Carolyn? I just, this was just, again, a, a very fast and fun filled uh, way to get people maybe thinking about what's happening in 2017 for themselves and give them the idea that you can actually create something that is both purposeful and has a higher chance of succeeding if you use some of these uh, steps that Carolyn has given us today. I, I think it's awesome. So I want to thank you personally for kind of opening up a different perspective for me as well. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Carolyn, thank you so much. I look forward, we look forward, I look forward to hearing more from you in the future looking forward to what's on the horizon reading your new book and um aligning with you with uh some seminars and conferences whatever you've got going on so please be sure to stay in touch let us know how we can help you out in the future and we look forward to connecting again very very soon perfect thanks so much all right Callan. thank you so much be excellent and have a happy holiday okay you too bye-bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Lawrence, how are we feeling after today's radio show, my friend? Well, I just, I just knew that Carolyn was very much in line with a lot of the things that we did, but, of course, with a different perspective. And I think, you know, that's one thing that we all could use is always a different perspective. Um, a different perspective doesn't mean that you change how you're doing something, but it will broaden your ability to see what you can and can't handle or what you can and can't use to help you along with whatever your goals and whatever your intended outcome or expected outcome should be. So um, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Definitely. And I do want to once again, emphasize and reemphasize and re reemphasize one of the key things that, stuck out at me is folks determination determination was the one thing that i i wish we could just say it over and over again because whatever it I, is I that you, did. you <laughs> I, I did thank you lauren sure. you know it, it doesn't matter what you want in life whether it's a personal goal professional goal career goal business goal if you've got that vision, 
and you're moving towards it, certainly you're going to need a plan and all those other great things. But determination is one of the key parts because just like in Carolyn's story, she wanted that for years um, to be on the show ever since season one. And, you know, it, uh, 29 seasons went until she was finally on the show. Um, it took four years, but she was motivated. She was driven. She kept going. She believed in herself. She was determined to make it happen. And she made it happen. So just make sure as we're coming up and the 2017 year, when you're setting your resolution, whatever it is, make sure you have a clear goal. Make sure you're utilizing the uh, strategies that Carolyn provided about visualizing it, making it real and tangible, seeing yourself there, seeing yourself at the end, and be determined to complete it, to be a success, okay? There are no magic stories. There's no magic pixie dust or wands that are just going to make it happen. Uh, there's no overnight success stories, but be determined, folks. Um, once again, as always, if you want to connect with Carolyn and all the other change authors from around the globe, especially Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, our co-founders, or anyone else, remember, we're in over 20 countries, uh, over 200 co-authors from around the globe. Go onto Facebook in your search menu up at the top to search in the change group. It's a free public group. You'll have the opportunity to connect with Jim Britt, Jim Lutz, Carolyn, Lawrence, myself, and all the other co-authors that are right there. Great opportunity to learn about new books that are coming out, programs, conferences. Uh, just find out. You'll be able to pick the brains of these inspirational people and get some profound new insights to benefit you and your life. Lawrence, do you have anything else that you want to share with the good people? Of course. Same thing that we say every week, Pinky, <laughs> is uh, go to <laughs> iTunes, type in the Change Book Radio Show. Uh, go ahead and listen to some of um, amazing co-authors in everything that's archived there. And, you know, inspire yourself, invest in yourself a little bit. Use all these people as, as new mentors. Uh, but more importantly, then go up and rate and review the show. We would really appreciate that. Love it if you could do that. And that's about it, Rich. Thanks, Brain. Uh, it's time to go take <laughs> over the world. But on a serious note, we, we do wish you well. Uh, coming up on, uh, on the holidays this weekend. So enjoy great time with family, friends, loved ones. We wish you the best. And we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks and be excellent.